This is Boat Crew RPG with Not All That Glitters. Alright, so everyone made their way outside of the museum. It's still cold and snowy out at the streets in Bern. The wind has picked up a little bit, and so is the snow, frankly. It's already getting up to your ankles, though there's some very determined shovelers trying to keep things nice and clear and safe near the museum. I don't think they want their VIPs to slip a lot. Maddie, you've been keeping an eye on Joseph. Joseph had snuck through the portal and was trying to decide his move. Remember correctly, he is hidden behind a tall pillar in this beautiful Grecian-style room that's even more temple-like in the Umbra than it is in the physical world. Something special about the reflection of majesty and everybody's opinion of what history really should feel like has leached into the Umbra there, exaggerating all the appearances of everything, yet the whole room is overlaid with spider webs here and there woven into the background of it. The giant, perhaps, um, Great Dane-sized spider that's talking to the wolf, which Madeline could recognize as a pattern spider, and so would Joseph, is sitting there near where the pillar is guarding that area, and the two of them seem to be negotiating over something. I think that we might want to open up with, as everyone else is finding, a comfortable place to be on the street while they're waiting. Joseph deciding how he wants to make his move. And remember, Joseph, you are able to talk telepathically back and forth with Madeline. You are well within your ranges to be able to do that. The two of you are very closely linked. Okay, so uh, I'm taking over Joseph for the episode. Um, And a question about the telepathy. When I'm actually in the Umbra, can I talk to Madeline or not? You can, because she has those wonderful little portals. We're just going to treat that like a little cell phone tower receiver, bouncing the signal back and forth. Maddie's pretty competent. Let's not ruin her competence to make things harder for you guys than they need to be. Okay, and I'm in the Umbra, I believe? Yep, the spirit world, the shadow of reality. You are there. So how does that present itself to me? Do I see the uh, werewolf um already yep the werewolf and the spider are talking to each other they don't exist in the physical world right now they switched themselves into the spirit world or the spider probably is actually a native there there are smaller pattern spiders as well not just that giant one there's a few of them that are more like mouse sized to gerbil sized scurrying about here and there just putting a little webbing down on anything that might move too much one could say that they're calcifying history in place so it doesn't start taking a wander. Do I get the feeling that I could move past them easily or no? <laughs> you could probably move past them and pattern spiders, Joseph is well aware as a spirit, technically familiars are all spirits. Pattern spiders interfere with things that interfere with them. Unless they're hungry, they ignore everything else. The moment you try and move something that they've locked in place, they will get grumpy or demand a bribe. They're spirits. You can go either way. 
so I'm going to try to reach out to Maddie and say, okay, I'm, I think I'm going to try to brush past them. Where should I go when I got the ring? Just be careful because the spiders can sense vibrations, be as quiet and as you know fleet-footed as you can possibly be. When you steal the ring, the plan is to meet outside, far from the building, under that trash can, as we had discussed. Just stay flat, hold the ring close to your body, and we'll meet you outside. All right, I'll do my best. And if you get in trouble, just have a nibble of that nut. Right, I have that in my mouse pouch. It's <laughs> a good thing you don't need to speak with your mouth. Right, shall we have a dex and stealth roll to try and sneak past everyone? Or do you got a more direct plan of action in your head? No, that was basically what I was going to suggest. Um, I don't think it's a good idea to interfere with the werewolf at all. Um, so I'm just trying to use my small size and sneak past. Dex and stealth, let's call it a seven. The portal is unfortunately very close to the spider, but the two of them are paying attention to each other. So they aren't actively looking for a mouse. I believe that is zero successes, whatever the difficulty would be. Yeah. Had two above seven and you had two ones. That is nothing. You start to get closer to them, creeping, creeping. Unfortunately, they're in this near the end of a large open area. So as you round the pillar closest to them, you start, Joseph starts to hear a bit of their conversation where he clearly himself, where the wolf is saying something along the lines, because spirit speech doesn't perfectly translate into human languages. I'm just going to have to give you the approximations. So if I give you twice as much, is that enough for me to take it without you telling anyone? And the spider, well, spiders don't have a lot of expression. It chitters a little bit. That could do. That could do. And you will owe me a favor as well in return for my children not coming for it after. The wolf nods. It seems to have a little bit of a grimace, and as it nods downwards, it notices Joseph at its snout pointing towards him, and then freezes, looking straight at the mouse. Joseph, what do you do? You got a wolf staring at you. You are the size of its tongue. Uh, hello. I think I... Uh... I think I lost track of where I needed to go. Um, where exactly uh, are we right now? We're in the exhibit hall, little one, the wolf says with frightening gravitas. Uh, right. Um, I wanted to go to the Metropolitan Museum, but I think I took the wrong turn. This is the museum in the Metropolitan, or do you not mean the art one? And since when do mice enjoy museums? Uh, I'm a connoisseur of the fine arts. And since when do wolves enjoy museums? I'm a fan of antiquities. No wolf grins or shows its teeth. One can never completely tell the difference with them. I'm trying to reach out to Maddie uh, with my telepathy and telling her, 
all right, the werewolf uh, caught my whiff, I guess, kind of in a tight spot right now. Is he turning to violence? Not yet. He's turning to banter. Well, we all know they're not exactly the smartest of creatures. I'm pretty sure you can outsmart him. Wolf looks down at you for a few more moments. Little cousin, I think this might be a good time for you to find different art to look at. Okay, so what's the deal? You're trying to steal a ring, probably, right? Wolf looks straight at you and bears its teeth slightly. And how are you going to do that without getting, you know, caught? Wolf glances over at the spider that he was talking to a few seconds ago, glances back at you. You know a lot, or guess well. I have veins to keep sleeping, and this is not productive towards that. Unless you're an ally of the mother, you should be running away soon. Well, look, maybe I can help you. I'm much more nimble and small. I don't draw as much attention. Go on. I'm listening. The wolf lowers itself down to you, not deferentially, but with enough politeness so you feel like it's really paying attention to you instead of just somewhat paying attention to you. Also, it could probably pounce quickly, but it's not a cat, so it's, who knows? What if we um, try to make a distraction, and in the meantime, I get the ring, we meet up again, and discuss how to proceed? What assurances that you offer? I mean, effectively, can I run away with the ring from you? I doubt it. See, I can cross whatever barriers between any worlds you would walk through. And I suspect that you have no inkling of my speed. So my stake in this that whoever is at this auction does not get the ring. And I feel like we are kind of in a similar situation in that regard. A thousand years ago, my ancestors made great sacrifices to silence that thing's power. I'm willing to make great sacrifices to silence its power as well. I don't think that one as small as you could bear the weight of its curse, even in passing, were it to fall upon you. Well, I've got good news, and I uh, tried to reach out uh, to Maddie again. Uh, The werewolf is on our side. He wants to silence the ring's power, and I'm trying to make arrangements. Should I tell him about you? Absolutely not. Have you not learned anything about werewolves or double-crossing jerks? You may as well just, you know, give us up to a jackal while you're at it. No, keep stalling. Keep telling him exactly what he wants to hear. But whatever you do, do not tell him about us. Otherwise, he's going to follow you through that portal. And then what are we going to do? The three of us versus a werewolf and, and, you know, the cyborg and Robo Karen. Okay, I'll try. So I just realized I don't have subterfuge. <laughs> Joseph is an incredibly honest mouse. He's very earnest. Um, so can I, uh, since the wolf told me about what he knows about the ring, can I tell him what I know about it? So that basically the creator reached out and he's also trying to destroy it. It's not a lie. It's technically the truth. I'm just leaving out the important details of free witches. Uh, 
in the auction hall are trying to get the ring. Joseph has a lot of empathy. You might be able to help the wolf feel for your situation. Okay, uh, elaborate. <laughs> I'm saying that empathy might be your social skill to use here because the wolf may or may not be heartless after all. Okay, so I'm trying to entertain the idea of I also want to destroy this ring and it's brought a great um, exactly. despair over the world. I would say, you know, manipulation and empathy because you're not trying to tell him everything, but you're not trying to lie. You're trying to help him feel and understand your point of view. Okay, since I failed so badly last time, I'm using willpower this time. <laughs> Probably a good idea. So on the sheet that you sent me, none of the willpower points have been used yet. Is that correct? That is correct. Joseph okay. has been pretty low-key compared to everyone else. You guys have been running around mucking with big magic. He's been just like, I'm a mouse. I'm hiding out with my human. I got some snacks. Hey, quit swearing, you know? Joseph's had it pretty low-key. So I got, uh, what's your difficulty setting, basically? I'm going to make this one contested, so I'm actually going to have a roll against you, but you got two successes to start. Let's see how well the werewolf does to try and perceive your intentions. All right. We've got a tie here. So the werewolf doesn't seem completely moved by you, but he doesn't seem like he's about to start enjoying a late afternoon Joseph snack either. But you do explain the danger of the ring and that you planned on bringing it back to its creator, you said? We're going to explain that much to him too? Or just that you know about his creator? Um, that I know about the origin story and uh, the great peril that it um, that it brings to the world. Not exactly the plans that I have with it, but that I understand where the wolf is coming from. Okay. Let me pl play it from that angle. So Nixon says, well, then little brother. And you can tell that he's moved you up a tiny bit higher in respect because he used brother instead of cousin. Werewolves do consider themselves to be close kin to spirits in general. He says, well then, you do understand why my mission is so important, but you don't seem to appreciate how much I need to make this happen. I can't leave this in anyone else's hands, and I don't know where your paws plan on taking it. If you'll excuse me, I'm going to have to cross back over soon. And if... Things don't finish negotiating soon, and we don't have that much time. Our friend here may or may not accept my deal and have one of his children scurry across the webbing and grab that ring for me. He doesn't. Well, Wolf kind of gestures with his head. Things come back to my pause. And now we're going to pause this very briefly and scurry back to the street. And... Did you end up deciding to pull the live stream of the auction? Somebody from the media has pulled out their phone, connected to the Wi-Fi, and is displaying everything. I definitely plan on doing so. I will also make sure that my phone is in uh, incognito mode, using a VPN probably, because it's great that this ha place has free Wi-Fi, but nobody needs to know that I am here right now. Agreed. Very wise decision. All right. As you have pulled up the Wi-Fi, you realize that they are getting through the auction relatively quickly. They're already uh, two items in by the time 
you've managed to get all your security settings in line. And they just sold a handwritten journal for about 300,000 francs and say, next on the docket, one small golden ring believed to be the inspiration for so many of the stories we all love. And as you see that, you can see the person's camera pan to the door as a couple security guards walk back into the exhibit room. And we'll lean over to Maddie and say, Maddie, if Joseph doesn't have the ring yet, he needs to hurry up. That ring is not going to be there in two minutes. Okay. Okay. Uh, Maddie's going to follow the ring, you know, in her mind, and she's going to talk to Joseph and say, Joseph, whatever you're going to do, we need to do it now. Get on it. Joseph, what are you doing? The excrement has hit the air mover. You got to act. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Okay, I also don't have leadership. <laughs> I don't mean to rush you unfairly, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Joseph yeah. doesn't have a lot of time here. <laughs> That's the thing. I think like the the negotiation phase is kind of over. Uh, so I'm staring down the wolf as best I can, um, and I say, wolf "Okay." Is staring right back at you. Okay, I believe you want to destroy it. Your intentions are clear and honest. Here's my suggestion. I get it. You cause a distraction. And then we meet here and you get the ring. Right here where we stand now in the Umbra. We'll look straight at you. It's eyes utterly focused. Yes. <laughs> and that's clearly a lie. So I'm uh, using everything. Okay. Uh, roll a manipulation. Roll up with one less die because you have nothing in subterfuge and we're going to see if the werewolf can perceive that you're lying to it or not. Can I use the nut somehow or just another willpower point? You can totally use willpower. The nut would be like to use any of your spirit charms, which are not about lying, unfortunately. But you can actually get one die back by pull it, playing on your utter cuteness because... Joseph has, aww, which, yes, he's so cute that he gets an extra die on social interactions where he plays off his cuteness. So you get to roll your full manipulation instead of add a penalty on six, and you can add that willpower in, and let's see if you convince him. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no successes to one success. I am sorry. Mm -hmm. Joseph, he just looks at you and says, I can't leave this in anyone's hands but my own. You'd best move along now, little brother. All right, then. And... The werewolf looks at the spider and says, deal, do it. Spider looks back at the world something. You take too long in your negotiations. Joseph can roll an alertness perception roll, difficulty seven. Well, now it's working. I get four successes. <laughs> That's amazing. You totally hear the sound of a glass case through the small portal. Like the sound of a lid being closed. Joseph can... At that sound, glances through the tiny portal near the great spider that everyone I'm talking to and sees an empty pillow. I think that's my cue to leave. <laughs> Congratulations, you guys get to go into bonus round. It gets harder now. <laughs> All right. Joseph, you can run back to the other portal. And we will zoom back to everyone watching the live stream on the street.
Japan. You see the guards come back into the room holding on in a small little box, like a jewelry box, but somehow far more imposing this simple golden band saw walking right back into the auction room. And then the yelling begins. 100,000, 300,000, 500,000, 1 million. Maddie, Maddie, please tell me Joseph has the ring. Please tell me that is not the ring. 5 million. Joseph, Joseph, check in. Tell me, do you have the ring? Come on. 10 million. Nope, and the werewolf also doesn't have it. Great, we prevented the heist. <laughs> 15 million. Maddie's just going to utter under her breath, one stinking job, Joseph. 50 million. You told me to stall him. Stall, but steal the ring. Steal the ring. Where's the ring? 75 million. Well, I think we know where the ring is. It's in the glass case where we cannot get it. It's being, the guard is, they didn't even wait for the auctioneer. They're just yelling. The auctioneer's trying at the front of the room to describe the ring, and you can hear the bidders shouting over each other as the ring is put on the podium near him. 100 million. Maddie's going to freak out and just like scream at the top of her lungs. 500 million dollars. That is actually where the next bid comes in. 750 million. (laughs) These billionaires are going mad in here. And it hasn't even been touched by anyone yet. Bill, did we leave Ella in the room? You picked Ella up when you decided to leave Joseph behind. Yeah, I was scared. That that was what we did. Um, 900 million. I have an idea. And I don't know. So I'm going to put it on the table so that uh, Tillman and uh, Monica can tell me that I'm dumb. Uh, On this sheet of Ella, it says, cause insanity. How does that work? She can spend her essence to temporarily cause insanity on somebody when she spends essence she gets three dice to roll against their willpower successes leave them temporarily insane for turns equal to the successes on it, if i remember correctly but that's just one person yeah it's not mass hysteria she's a familiar not a you know greater spirit well unless bill decides to pull something where the auctioneer is secretly like a hydra then maybe the, the the chaos on the auctioneer would be enough. Yeah, or or we could uh, make the person that actually eventually wins the the bit insane. Or we could just keep on spending. The main problem with that is that we will have to prepay whatever we say and then get it back. She's so just you, screaming. Also, you guys song. are out on the street. Remember, you went outside because you didn't go into the auction room. You're watching on a live stream. You're not in there bidding. You hear the you hear the bids hit $1 billion. Someone has decided to drop more money than some countries get in an entire year on a single piece of jewelry, and it is climbing. Yeah, and these millionaires probably, or billionaires, or whoever they are, probably have insane security. So getting Ella close will be a challenge. $1.2 billion. Do I hear 1.3 going once, going twice, 
sold to the representative of Mr. Bezos for $1.3 billion. Okay, fuck. You know who won? The most evil guy on the world already won. Great. Can we just go home now and let the world burn? Well, if you want to be in the flames while the world burns, then sure, go back to Amazon Central USA. Because that's what it's going to be in like 10 seconds. Maddie's going to start to pace. And she is, like you can see, she's she's got her, her fist balled up and she's on the verge of angry tears about this. Uh, she was really counting on Joseph. She feels herself, you know, extremely burnt out physically and magically over this. And it just feels like we've come all this way and done all of this and made so many sacrifices for absolutely nothing. So, you know, she, she looks at Aurelia and says, okay, so we, we discussed that there's some sort of, you know, waiting period. The ring goes to the back and gets held while the transactions are verified. And then it goes to the buyer, right? Can we sneak into that room and try to steal it that way? At this point, Joseph has snuck his way out the main door to the museum and is kind of scurrying over towards Maddie in the snow. It's taller than him, so he's looking like he's having a little bit of a rough time of it, but he's going to get there. So I think at this point, Aurelia has uh, picked up smoking again. (laughs) And she's trying to think hard on what Maddie has suggested. How how do we get back in without Mecca Karen trying to throw us out again? Portal. Open, go through, chaos. I, I'm ready to dish out chaos. Or we could meet or well introduce Ella to uh Mecca Karen. Portal Umbrella Karen. Um I would suggest that. This is a very good moment for Madeline to roll a awareness and perception against a six. And also we will give the same role to Anne. Both of you have the right spheres, so I think you would be able to notice this. Can I get roles, please? Can you repeat what role? Perception and awareness. Yes. I'm really kind of at a loss what to do with Aurelia at this point. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm certain that we're going to have multiple opportunities for her to start poking at things again soon. She does have a pretty good amount of skills as well, especially for causing useful coincidences. All right. And we have five successes for Madeline and two for Anne. That's pretty awesome. Madeline, you succeeded very admirably. So you are going to notice this far faster than Anne is, you actually feel a ripple through the gauntlet. You have a pretty good grasp on spirit powers. So this is incredibly within your wheelhouse and around from the side of the building, you see coming out a man dressed in a relatively good quality suit, though not quite as good as everyone who actually got in on the auction. Short cropped black hair, very much a a bit of an Eastern European look to him. And he walks over to the three of you with this air of 
painfully, painfully obvious confidence and self-assurity. He says, so I see my little brother wasn't alone. He looks right at Joseph where he had scrabbled up to Maddie and then looks across the three of you. I think we might have a discussion to have. Yes. Who are you? Maddie says a little bit shortly because she's kind of preoccupied with other things at the moment. Let's just go with Vincent for now. It's not like any of you are really going to tell me your names. I have a feeling, but we do have something in common. Both of us, I should, sorry, all of us, I suspect, think that things should have gone slightly differently and would have preferred that certain miscommunications hadn't quite happened. Would I be right? He seems to be addressing Joseph far more than the rest of you, as if you're Joseph's entourage. Maddie will whisper to Joseph in her mind, does he smell familiar to you? Is he your wolf buddy? Yeah, yeah, that, that would be him. Sorry, you're really, again, I'm taking Joseph back now that we're a little more organized. That's cool. Maddie's going to extend her hand to shake his, say, and she's going to say, my name's Madeline, and that's the truth. You're Vincent, you said. I can assume, since you didn't harm my little buddy here, that we're on the same team. Is that correct? That we both recognize the danger that's presented by that trinket. He seems to be rolling his eyes pretty hard with the word that a rich man bought. Yes. On the bright side, though, I think I can trade a little information if you can work with me on this. What are his people saying where they're going to take it? Okay. And before we trust you, what is it that you plan to do with this ring if it falls into your hands? When I take it, I'm going to be calling down some of Luna's children who are going to bind it back into sleep for another thousand years, as my ancestors have done before me. If you take it, she manages to correct very confidently. Just know that our mission isn't to put it back into slumber, but to completely, completely obliterate it from existence once and for good. We can't have this happening again a thousand years down the line. So while our means are to work with you, just know that our ends are slightly different. I want a role to persuade him that you are being completely honest. This would actually be a great personal leadership opportunity. And Madeline has both. Leadership and what? Charisma. I mean, come on. You're not lying. You're not manipulating. You're being incredibly direct and using your force of personality on him. How else would you put it? Difficulty? Seven. I mean, he's not overly inclined to believe you on this, but you're not saying anything different than Joseph said either. You better believe me. And without even spending willpower, you do beat him by one success on this. He's trying to see through it, and then he says, yeah, hmm, I think you could actually be playing it straight with me. All right. I say just then that rather than risk a confrontation on the streets, let's take a little walk and see if we can be quicker and more prepared than them. It's going to be leaving here shortly by train. Apparently, its new owner is in Davos. Let's get a ticket. Right. Let's get a move on. Time is really not on our side today. No, it hasn't been. But let's let's follow the artifact for now. All right. Are you guys going to go with the suggestion and try and just catch it on the train pretty much? Train heist sounds yeah. much simpler than <laughs> DC heist. Exactly. 
And the best part is I actually checked all these train routes for you guys in advance. The train that goes from Bern to Davos actually passes through a station where you could switch from that train to another one going to Vaduz, where you were supposed to take the Ring Bureau shallowing anyway to get it destroyed. This is not off your route, but it is going to complicate it because you have to get it before the first half of the train is dirty is finished and then switch trains before anyone realizes what's going on. So I'm going to give you guys a couple moments to start planning and thinking about how you want to discuss this and handle it with the werewolf. And I think that will be an excuse to give everyone break number one. Want to find out more about the story? Join our Discord channel. The link is in the description.